I went, I told Tanner, I go, I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed early so you can just deal with Emmy's bedtime. So I couldn't get to sleep and I was just lying there and it ended up being around like 11 p.m. and I was still awake and I can hear all of a sudden Emmy giggling and I go, why is she giggling? (laughs) And I walk in and this girl is still laying in bed watching her iPad at 11 (laughs) p.m. And I'm like, how did you not, you went to bed at eight. That's amazing. Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Jade. Hello, Hello. listeners. Hello. We've made it back this week. Yes. Sometimes I feel like I'm not going to make it through the week, but we did. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Carly and I were just like side texting and we're like, when is it like something's got to give? I feel like I've had a crazy past couple weeks and then you said that your life has been the same and it's just like, sometimes you're just like, when is something going to go right? Like, when is the universe going to open up and be like, okay, here, like, let me just like make things a little easier. Let it flow. I know. You know, sometimes it's it's a grind. I was um, reading this thing last night uh, after I put the kids to bed and it was like, be the energy you want to receive or something like that. And I was like, yeah, but like, I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do I do that? It's not so easy. But I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, you need to create the energy so that you can be open to receiving that energy. Like, maybe we just block it off because we're, like, frazzled or exhausted or whatever. But no, I that's I really... Like a dagger. Yeah, I know. But, I, yeah, I feel like, you know those days, like, I audibly say... Why is everything hard? Yes. And and then I catch myself saying that and I'm like, oh gosh, are you making it harder by putting that like in the universe? Like, should I have audibly even said that? Does that make more things hard? Does that make it true? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but then are you denying reality? Like, can't you at least just be like, like, F man, like this is hard. But then like accept it and then I think you have to accept your truths, your realities. And sometimes life is just shitty. And that's just what it is. Like everybody has, life isn't going to ever have zero struggles or zero things that make it make it hard, right? Right. But it also just sounds really nice sometimes. I wish I could just be that person who is ignorantly blissful, you know, and just yeah. like sees the oh, positives and yeah. everything. But I also think like that's just not exactly healthy. <laughs> I don't know. What's the right answer? I guess you just like, you just have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been one of those weird months where I was like, or a couple, couple weeks. Maybe it's like that for everybody because that's how it's. Is Mercury in retrograde? I started this week. I saw somebody on Instagram posted about it and I'd love to blame all my problems on that. So maybe that's just what I'll do. Yeah, we definitely should do that. So it's not our fault. (laughs) Um, uh, did you see my Instagram story about, um, that my dog locked the kids in the car? Yes, that is terrifying. Yeah. So that happened. I mean, it's been like things like that. And that was like one of those things where it was like already hard Mm -hmm. and then that happened. And then it was just like multi. And I was like, it was like events, like events have happened where I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? What's interesting about Locking your kids in the car. I had nothing. I had my, all I had was my credit card in my hand. Oh my gosh. No phone? 
No. Oh my gosh. No, I had to use somebody else's phone. Oh my God. There was a tow truck guy. So I pulled up to the gas station and my dog likes to attack everybody like or try. <laughs> so I was like, in my gut, we've talked about this before. When you were saying that you shouldn't go a- somewhere because your gut told you not to take Emmy somewhere or something. Right. And I was like, I was like, oh gosh, Huck's going to like jump out of the door. I need to close the door. And my gut went ding, 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 ding. Don't do it. The car, because it, it could lock. And I was like, it's not going to lock. Like, it's fine. It's not going to lock. So I just like closed it. So it was open like this much. So the door was just like cracked so that Huck wouldn't jump out. And Huck jumped on the, somehow jumped on the lock button, locked the car. Oh, my, my key. Gosh. I mean, everything was in there. The only good part about it was that. Because it was still cracked, they could wedge a piece piece of wood in there enough to get, like, I mean, I'm telling you the whole fire department came. Like, there were so many people. (laughs) There was eight grown-ass firefighters, (laughs) men, trying to get this door open with this Were the kids panicked or were they okay? You know what? This is so weird, too. That morning, I was like, I'm just going to put both their iPads in the car today and have them watch a movie on the way over. Like, it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm just going to do that. And then on the way home from my parents' house, because that's we went to my parents' house and we were driving home. And and I had put the iPads on again. I was like, you guys can just watch a movie. And so because they had a movie and because they had a snack and a drink, they were cool. That's so good. But they were in there for like, <laughs> it was it was the first day. It was like 60 something outside. And every other day had been like 80s, 90s. Like it was weird timing with the weather. It was also, I was going to stop at a totally different gas station on the way because I was like running out of gas. And um, it was kind of a rainy day, but it hadn't been raining at all. And then right before the turn into my parents' neighborhood, there's a gas station. So I was going to stop there, which would have probably been a totally different story. And it started raining. And I was like, oh, mom, of course it's raining within the last like, three minutes of our drive, like, of course. So now we have to get the kids out in the rain. But it was just, I don't know, it was a bunch of random events that led to this event. But they finally, the fire truck got there. It was like the fourth car to get there. And uh, they put this like long hanger looking thing and they put it in the car and like popped the door handle. But that's the only way they got it open. But both the kids were totally chill. Bella, I was trying to get Bella to get out of her chair, but she couldn't press the button. Oh, like it was just too hard to, to press, click. which is good. Yeah, to click out. But she was like, was understanding that she, that I wanted her out, but she didn't know why. Like she couldn't process that I couldn't get to her, like in her brain. Right. Even though I was like, I'm locked out. Like she's you like, but you're you right there. <laughs> exactly. And then all these people are there and she's like, what is going on? Charlie just thought it was so cool. He's like, there's a fire truck. Whoa. <laughs> there's firemen. And then Bella's like, why were they wearing black? Why didn't they have a hat on? Like, she was so confused. That's funny. <laughs> um, But no, it's just been like, it's been that. It's been yeah. that for like two weeks. It's crazy. Uh, I had that happen once before where the kids got locked in and it was super scary. But it was like the first week of Emmy going to preschool. And so we were all Ugh. going. And so it was Tanner... Tanner was in the car and it was uh, the both of the boys were and Reed was really little. He was just a couple months old at this point. Oh, I think God. he was like three or four months. 
And um, I had gone inside with Emmy and Tanner was sitting in the car and Reed was screaming his head off. So Tanner got out of the car to get a passy in the backseat and the car locked on him. And it was and it was kind of hot out. And so the kids were in there. I walk out and Tanner's like, don't freak out. But the car is locked and the boys are inside. And I started freaking out. <laughs> it's so horrible. And it's not funny. It's just like I just went through it so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. And, and especially because then Brooke started crying. Reed was screaming bloody murder. Um, and so mm. my like hormones, of course, like I'm just oh, like a yeah. couple months postpartum. We're just like going crazy. I'm bawling. And he was able to somehow call – I guess not like OnStar or something. I don't know. Someone from our like warranty for the for our Tahoe and was able to get a hold of them and they were internally able to unlock it. I know. Someone asked me that. They were like, couldn't you have called Lexus? And I was like, with what phone? Yeah. You see, you didn't have a phone. We were lucky that um, yeah. I think Tanner and I both had our phones on us, but Ugh. it took it took like 10, 15 minutes maybe, but the, it was like, it felt like an eternity. Oh, yeah. I, I no, I mean, for it was really long. Yeah. I, there was a tow truck guy next to us, and I asked him, I was like, do you have something? I was like, I locked my kids in the car, and I was like, do you have something to open the car? And he uh, he said he had taken that thing out of his car of that course. morning. Of course. Of course. So then the guy behind me was like, are you okay, ma'am? And I was like, and he go, and I was like, my kids are in the car. And like, my my dog must have lo- jumped on that lock. Like, but he locked the car. And- and then the guy let me use his phone and he was like, well, he was like, do you want me to call AAA? And I was like, no, there's kids in the car. We're going to have to call 911. Like, yeah, wow, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, you can't wait for AAA. Right, right. So anyway, that was just quite. Well, everybody's okay. <laughs> Everyone's fine. <laughs> it's, it's actually really amazing, though, because I did feel afterwards how, I don't know, there's there are really like good people in the world. Like that guy did not have to lend me his phone and help me. No one had to do anything, you know, but like everybody was really nice. And the firefighters made me feel so calm. Like because the kids were calm, they were like calm, you know, they were cracking jokes and like just talking to me and like not acting like anything was a big deal. You know, they're like, we'd break your window because that's what they tell us to do, but it's not hot out here. And and your car is too nice. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and they're like, we'll get it open. Don't you worry. I'm like, okay. That's so but nice. Yeah. It was really nice to have like a calming, like it was the chief. I wish I, I was like so frazzled. Like I didn't remember anybody's name or anything, but they were really nice. But today uh, is one of our fun listener question days. Yes. So um, we have some of y'all's questions. We have like, I don't know, like four or something like that. And then we also have our bad mom, good mom segment at the end, which I really need to start. I feel like that was my bad mom moment, honestly. But I'm going to think of a good mom moment for that, or I'm going to try to. But uh, I say let's take a short break and then let's get back and uh, hear some of these questions. And we're going to give you some great advice. Okay. Okay. Question number one. This is a funny question to me because I feel like I don't, I don't know the answer because our kids are so young that our answer could change. Yes. But the question is, what is the hardest and best stage of parenting? 
I think they're all hard and they're all the best. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, there's just different challenges that comes with each each stage. So Bella is what, three and a half. I will say that like it, it's the hardest, I would say, with her just because when kids turn into toddlers, they are crazy. <laughs> And throw fits and tantrums and want everything their way. But it's also the best with her because she's so expressive and can tell me things. And that makes life a lot easier than, you know, this the baby stage where they can't tell you what they want. Right. Or even like the so, early toddler stage where they can only say like 10 words and they don't know how, yes. and they don't know how to like get them out to say I'm angry. So it just comes out in like tyrant rage. Like <laughs> – Destruction. Oh my God, Bella now has learned how to, I taught her how to cross her eyes. <laughs> and so whenever she gets mad now, first off, she growls. She's always kind of growled whenever she gets mad, but she totally got for me and I feel bad. But now she crosses her eyes and growls at the same time. And it's so hard not to laugh. Like, because like, it's so funny. She's like, <laughs> like she did it to me like 12 times this morning and it's I just look at her and I'm like oh my gosh like you don't I understand you're angry but that like the way that you express that is really funny but I mean I heard like teenager stage is super hard uh, yes I so I don't know yeah I feel like I just feel like each stage comes with pros and cons yeah you know totally. even you think about once kids start getting to grade school, they have all their like extracurricular activities. And oh, then yeah. you have this homework you have to help oh, with. Oh my God, homework and and friend friend drama. Like our kids like have friends, but they don't really have friends. <gasps> oh my gosh. Drama. You know what I was thinking of the other day? Like, think about Emmy's first heartbreak. I know, that's so sad. It's so sad. Like, I remember, like, laying in bed and being oh like, gosh. Mommy doesn't love me. Like, and how sad I was. And my mom just being like, it's going to be okay. And she was right. But, oh, my God, thinking about Bella, somebody breaking Bella's heart. Oh, God. Oh, ouch. It hurts me. I love that your mom was there for you for that because my parents definitely during my high school years were not. So I always felt like I had to – either I, like, relied on my friends for that stuff or I just, like, would be in my room by myself. <laughs> You know, like why I, do you think that was? I don't know. We just never like, had that relationship. We my par my family always rushed everything under the rug. We never talked about mm -hmm. issues. Um and so I never felt like there was that communication, that relationship, and my parents never asked. And they knew like I was dating a guy, like I dated him on and off all through high school. And he was like my first real like true like heartbreak. But my parents were just like, yeah. they just never were, I don't know. They they just never, we never had that. So like listening to you say that, like I just love that your mom, like you had that relationship that you were able to rely on your mom because that's something that I want to have with our kids. Yeah, I was. That's so special. I'm like, oh, that's so special. <laughs> but I've always, I've always been super close to my mom. Yeah. I mean, I'm closer now probably more oh, than ever, but – I am now. I could tell my mom anything now, but we never had that when I was a kid. It's weird. I mean, I wasn't like, mom, I had sex for the first time last <laughs> night or anything like that. Like, when, I wasn't close like that right. then. But I definitely like – when I was sad about something, I'd be like, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. And, you know, I don't cry very often. So if I'm like really boo-hooing, like she was – Boo-hooing. 
boohooing. She'd be like, what's going on? But yes, you're right. It all comes with its challenges. Okay, shall we go on to a different one? Yes. What's the best way to meet a new partner's kids in their space or go out and do something fun? Oh, uh, with Evan, I'm trying to think. Evan got home before me in paradise and the kids actually picked me up from the airport and took me back to my house. So that was the first time I met them, but it was just like a 20 minute drive and we chatted and they got me a new Keurig, which I'll never forget too. That was so nice. Cause I was like, my Keurig is broken. What am I going to do when I go home? And I, I get in so late and I'll have no coffee in the morning. And they were like, they were standing in the outside the car, like with the trunk open, holding a Keurig. It was so cute. Um, But we did a lot of, we went out to a few different places. We'd go, it was when Pokemon Go was really big. So we'd just kind of go walk around and play Pokemon Go. We'd do some activities. I would say maybe keep it more activity based. I agree. I think it's- Because it kind of gives a little bit of a distraction, makes everybody kind of comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you first like go on a date, you're not going to invite somebody. Well, maybe, but like the first time you meet them, you're probably not going to be like, hey, just come over to my place. You're probably going to go out somewhere public and get to know each other a little bit. So I feel like that's kind of like the same thing with your partner's kids. Like they don't know you yet. So maybe go do something, like you said, that's an activity. So there's something being done that's not just so like, let's- Let's have intimate conversations and make eye contact. Like, let them get to just be comfortable being around you and being like, okay, this new person's in my dad's life or my mom's life, and I'm going to get to know this person too. And, and so I, and I think it's probably something that maybe your partner has already, um, had a conversation with them about. Like, you're going to meet this person. I feel like, you know, they should know it's not just like sprung on them. But right. I do think like maybe that first time is like a very casual, fun setting so that yeah. they get comfortable. That's, yeah. But I don't know. I've never been in that position. But like for me, like I feel like that's what I would do. Yeah. The the other thing we did a lot, like I would go over there some like like a Saturday morning or something and we'd make pancakes. So we'd almost still that's have fun. an activity to do. Yeah. But we'd still hang out and eat. But we'd like make like mouse pancakes and like Ooh. like. What it he Evan used to make this like spicy bacon or something that was really Ooh, good. Ooh, with like sriracha? That's what we did. Yes. yes. And honey. Yes. That stuff is so good. <laughs> I haven't had that in years. Gosh. Okay. Let's see. Number three. Uh, how do you deal with two year old tantrums? <laughs> I have no idea. She loses her mind when we have to get dressed to go out. Oh my gosh. I don't, I kind of, let Bella just well, I mean, she's older though. Two year old ones are harder because they're not really understanding what their emotions are yet. Bella like kind of understands her emotions and can kind of cool herself off now. Charlie, when he has a tantrum, they only last for like two seconds. I don't know. Yeah. Two year olds are that yeah, two year olds are harder because they don't understand that much. I don't know. Part of me just thinks you sometimes have to let a kid work it out. Yeah, I do. I I do feel like when kids have tantrums, you just kind of have to I go with the idea of like, you have to believe them like you have to like, okay, this is really hard for you. Like I can see this is really hard for you. You know, like you just kind of have to like believe, okay, this is really hard for them. For some reason, this is a big deal. Like they don't want to get dressed and go out because of something. So 
It's like you kind of have to either let them work it out. I followed Dr. Becky on Instagram, and she always talks about trying to make things kind of um, like validating, but also making things kind of fun and silly. So being being like, oh, you don't want to wear this dress? Oh, my goodness. Should I wear this dress? And then like act like, mm. oh, you're trying to put it on. Oh, oh, mommy, mommy doesn't fit. Is that silly? Yeah, to make them laugh or something. Yeah. yeah. And then be like, oh, well, you know who this dress fits. It fits you, you know, and seeing like if that works. Like sometimes that doesn't work. They're just going to be like, shut yeah. up, lady. <laughs> but she has that su- she has that suggestion. And then sometimes, you know, they just have to I – mean, you have – if you're trying to go somewhere, you're trying to be on time, like they just have to like, you're just going to have to put this outfit on. I'm sorry. And I usually able to say like, I'm so sorry that you don't want to wear this right now. But mm-hmm. you're like, but mommy and you need to go out the door. So we have to wear clothes, you know, just kind of like explain it as much as possible. But sometimes I feel like <clears throat> with Bella, it helped to be like, give her like, a, like two or three Ooh, different clothing options. options so she feels like in control. Yes. Like, okay, I know you don't want to get dressed, but you can pick out whatever you want. That's a good Here's idea. Here's your three shirts, you know, mm-hmm. and then they feel like they have a choice in the matter, even though they don't really have a choice of getting dressed, but they have a choice of what to put on. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I've because those are all about tantrums are about controlling things. Yeah, they want control of their world. They want to feel more independent. So like you said, that's really good because that's giving your child a chance to have that independence and even though that they really don't have a choice in where they're going but like it is giving them a a, a little bit of control so maybe that would help but tantrums are hard hey <laughs> it's so hard especially when you like really want you're just like trying to get out the door oh my I gosh get it. yeah you yeah but good luck yeah, and we're we're in it with you. There are resources <laughs> out there, so like yeah, I said, Doctor Becky's are. a good one on Instagram. Also, do you follow is it Big Little Feelings? They have really good resources. Yeah. So it's a lot of the stuff that I try to follow, but sometimes tantrums are they are unreasonable. You know, like you are not going to be able yeah. to reason your child into doing something. Sometimes they just are too far gone, and it's right or too tired or yes. Like when they're tired, sometimes the tantrums a thousand times worse, and there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, some and and sometimes like this works sometimes for my kids. Sometimes I just like need a hug, and it helps. So right. All right, let's move on to the next question. This one says, "Hi guys, love your podcast so much. Being a mom can feel so lonely, especially with how the world is right now." I always look forward to Thursday and nap time. It's cleaning time and podcast time. That's so cute. Aww. Anyway, my three-year-old is still obsessed with his sucky, which I think is like pacifier. I've never heard it called a sucky. <laughs> I know. Before. I'm like, I, I wonder like where it. this person like, <laughs> sucky where this person lives. That's funny. It's cute. I literally don't know what to do. Every time I try to take it away during the day, he just screams and cries, and it's so awful. Any tips? I'm fine with having him. I'm fine with him having it for sleep, but daytime it needs to go. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I leave. Charlie's passies that he sleeps with in his crib and I just don't he doesn't get them during the day like if he tries to take one out of the crib I just take it out of his hand and I throw it back in the crib (laughs) and he can't get it because he still uses them at night but I just I don't really care right now I'm just nighttime's hard right now so we're just gonna he's just gonna have that for 
a minute. I don't know. That It's hard. Pacifiers are hard, but I would say, I mean, you're in control of the pacifiers. So if you only want him to have him at night, then I would say just put them up where he can't get them and just be like, no, we just use them at night. And just eventually he'll know that you only have them at night. Yeah, we're we're kind of going through this too. Brooks has just turned two, but he still loves his pacifier. He'll sometimes still use it during the day, but mostly it's just naps and nighttime. But um, my dentist told me that it's totally fine because being attached to a pacifier is way better than thumb sucking. So he was like, or she was like, if you take it away and he starts to suck his thumb, then we have an issue. So give it back to him if that happens. So I would say- Interesting. I would say definitely do what you suggest and just like don't even make it an option. And then I think like maybe like trying to distract a kid with something like- well, let's go do this instead, you know, if they're talking about it and being like, no, it's only for nap times and, and bedtime, but let's go do this and like trying to like distract them away from the, th- the thoughts. But if they do start sucking their thumb, I would just like talk to your dentist and see what they say because I've heard that's even more detrimental on their mouth and their teeth than the pacifier. Yeah, Bella's teeth are pretty messed up from the past part, but she also has an extra. I was gonna say she has that extra tooth, right? (laughs) She's got some problems, (laughs) but um, I mean, with Bella, there was one when I couldn't deal with the pacifier anymore. I literally just cut the tips off the pacifiers Mm -hmm. and gave them to her. And that first night was really hard. The second night wasn't as hard. The third night, she didn't even care. Like it really was a quick transition to like not caring. But I've I've heard a lot of moms suggest if you're that. hitting a wall, mm-hmm. cut the ends off, throw them in, and they still <laughs> can hold them. They're like, oh, I still have it, but then they can't suck on it, and they're like, this sucks. Well, it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, it, do- <laughs> it literally doesn't suck. <laughs> but um, the sucky don't yeah. suck no more. <laughs> don't suck it don't suck. But uh, yeah, I mean. I would say just don't make it an option. Um, and then if you really, if you're ready to cut the cord though, cut those tips off and throw them in the bed and be like done with it. I'm yeah. telling you, it doesn't. It you think it's going to be the worst thing ever, and it only sucks for like a couple nights. Yeah, I've heard that. I also Brooks has also just bit into the tip of it a little bit when he was teething uh-huh. and has like cut it open, and even that works. And then it so doesn't work really well. It doesn't work at all yeah. anymore. So even right. if you need to like cut a like a slit into it if you're worried they're gonna freak out seeing the tip cut off you can cut like a little just like like opening in it and like on the side like just use scissors and make a little slit and it won't work either because he was like so mad he's like why isn't this working and, and i didn't understand until i put it in my mouth <laughs> and then i really like, and i tried oh. and i tried to suck and i was like oh there's a-. he bit through it and it wouldn't work anymore so yeah but you're right it only takes like a couple days and they will they will eventually get over it, but it may be a hard couple days. But if you can persevere, it'll it'll be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. Okay, let's do one more question. Okay. If a friend who broke off an engagement earlier this year is currently single, says she has a goal of marriage and wants kids in the next three to five years and idealizes your life of marriage and kids, how do you explain that of course you want her to reach her goals, but those aren't necessarily goals you can go after to achieve? Setting a goal to buy a house is one you could save money, et cetera, but finding your person isn't something you necessarily can put a timeline on. Not only that, once you're there, things aren't just done. I have to work on my marriage and kids are a lot of work, while of course being the cutest, but still, I laughed 
and she got upset, but I don't know how to accurately say why they aren't goals um, that you can necessarily put a timeline on unless you get a sperm donor in three to five years. Anyway, just curious how or if you think it's fair on my part or not. I think that that just shows how society puts a timeline on women. Totally. We must have this by this age and we must have that Mm -hmm. by this age and this by this age. Otherwise, we're not valuable. We're not worthy. We're not successful. And it's just like, to me, it's like makes me want to be like F the man, you know, because like (laughs) that's it's it's like that's if that's where our worth lies in is being married by this age, having kids by this age, having, you know what I mean? It's just like, and I understand she probably feels that pressure. And maybe those are like things she truly desires, you know, like she, like she wants to have that companionship and she wants to have children and, and, and feel that motherly love and, and have a family unit. Like I get that, I get that, but it is like, she is like, valuable and loved and worthy and successful as just herself too. And so I feel like as a friend, the best thing you could do is just like listen and validate and support her. Um, I don't know if it's really your place to be like, well, those aren't goals that you can achieve on a timeline. I just think yeah. that it shows that she's feeling insecure as as a person who doesn't have those things. And she sees you having those. And she, it seems like to her, the grass is greener on the other side. If I only had these things, you know, um, and she sees she sees you from the outside and you understand on the inside how hard it is. Like you have, like you said, you work on your marriage. You, you, It's hard to parent, but she's probably just feeling a little bit envious. She just had an engagement break off. She's probably really dealing with that. Um, and she's probably just feeling a little bit vulnerable and, and her insecure and, and, and insecure and what she wishes she had. I right. So I just think you could just be a supportive friend and um, sounds like she's just going through a lot and doesn't feel great about herself and where she's at because she probably saw herself with all the things you had at this point in her life. Yeah, I would say just what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a friend, just support her right now because I think it's she's just going through it. Yeah. And it's maybe not coming out in the best way, but it just sounds like she put herself on a timeline and she probably feels like maybe like a little bit of a failure. And so she's struggling and then she – so she's being like, well, in three to five years, I want want this and I want that and I want this, but – we know life doesn't work that way. It doesn't and work so that way. No. I just say listen and just try to just be there for her. I don't know. Cause I just feel like, I mean, maybe she will. Maybe she'll manifest it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but she is, you know, she is completely whole on her own too. And I think that that's and maybe that's something she doesn't want to hear, but I hope that she knows that. I agree. Okay. Well, those were all of our questions. We can just read a bad mom. That somebody left sure. us one. Let's read one. Okay, okay, let's let's read somebody's before we tell ours. <laughs> <laughs> let's make someone else the bad mom first. Okay, here we go, Jessica. I definitely had a bad mom moment tonight. It was 9.30 p.m. and I had both my kids in bed. I sat down in the living room to watch Supernatural. Oh, good job. And eat my Ben and Jerry's right as I was about to take a bite. My three-year-old came in the room. Oh, gosh. I told her she needed to go back in bed because mom's show has monsters in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> she is terrified of monsters. As soon as I said it, I instantly felt guilty, but man, do I cherish my nights alone. I'm 33 weeks pregnant and I know I don't have alone time for much longer. I don't even think that's bad. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> I love it. I, I, she, I It is kind of like funny because she like scared her kid. Like, oh no, the show has monsters. You don't want to see it. You got to go to your room. Like, <laughs> go back where you're safe. <laughs> go back where you're safe. And then you're just like eating your Ben and Jerry's. Like, I love it. I thought she was going to say like, mom, I want some of that ice cream. And then she's going to be like, say, I don't know, something. That's where I thought the story was going. <laughs> but it went to monsters, which is way better. I mean, honestly, I... I that is that is a bad mom moment because you kind of scared your kid, but I also don't feel like that's actually bad because I would do it. I would do the same. Yeah, we don't we don't blame you. Get that alone time. Like it's important yeah, too. Alone. You need it. You need that. <laughs> and like get another pint. You deserve it. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, Jade. Bad mom, good mom. Uh I mean my my like past two weeks have been so busy and so I feel like it's just like screen time stuff. It's just like when you're so busy. But the other night I had to go to bed early because I had to be up at um, 4 a.m. for a, a work gig. And so I went – I told Tanner, I go, I'm going to bed – I'm going to bed early so you can just deal with Emmy's bedtime. So I couldn't get to sleep and I was just lying there and it ended up being around like 11 p.m. and I was still awake. And I can hear all of a sudden – and me giggling. And I go, why is she giggling? <laughs> and I walk in and this girl is still laying in bed watching her iPad at 11 p.m. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you not? You went to bed at 8. That's amazing. I was like, oh, how wow. have you been watching the screen two inches from your face for three hours? Oh, Bella would do it. Oh, if my she, God. If I let her. But that is so bad, but so funny. I don't know if it's bad mom or bad dad because I told Tanner you're responsible for bedtime, oh, and he sure literally just dad. threw her in there with an iPad. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. I mean, it's bad. So then I had to, yeah. Funny. Then I had to lay down with her and like ma- wait till she closed her eyes and fell asleep, and then I snuck out of the bed. So then I didn't go oh to bed God. till midnight, and I had to get up at four a.m. But it was like, oh my god, here I am trying to go to sleep, and then she's just in here there. This is glued to the iPad. I'm like, good, oh my gosh, good lordy so, kid. That's so funny. I'm trying to think of like a good mom. What? How? When? Where have I been a good mom? And no, I'm just like mostly a bad mom. Like I really do feel lately that I'm mostly mm. a bad mom. I lose Charlie in the house all the time now. Like he takes off his diaper and then he runs away from me when I go to grab one, and then I lose him and then he pees in the house. <laughs> the other day, Bella and I. This is the second time that this has happened in like two weeks, but we were searching for him for straight up at least, at least three minutes. And I feel like three minutes is a pretty long time to be looking for your kid on like the downstairs. And he was hiding in my closet, but like just naked sitting there. I'm shocked he didn't pee or maybe he did, but um, he, he took off his diaper the other day, ran out to the porch, peed on the porch, and then pooped on the porch. Oh, my goodness. Pooped. He pooped on the porch. He's a nature boy. And Bella goes, he's pooping. I was like, what? But then yesterday, this is a good mom moment. Yesterday, I was like putting them to bed. And I go, Bella, you need to go pee pee. And she's like running away from me. And Charlie goes, pee pee, pee pee. And I was like, you want to go pee pee? And he's like, sure. So he goes up, sits on the you know, toilet thing. Pushes his penis down, starts peeing, and looks at me and he goes, pee-pee. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's he great. Did it. So that was good. That was a good mom moment. But he is a crazy man. That guy, I lose him in the house all the time. Like, he's such a good hider. 
it's like funny and not funny because it really is like, where did he go? Where did he go? It's like slightly terrifying. Like I knew he couldn't get out, but it feels like he got out. I, I feel that T- Brooks loves the front door and he loves to go check if there's <gasps> Amazon packages on of course, the yeah. front porch. Especially now. Oh my gosh, oh. yes. But he will also <laughs> dart into the road. He thinks it's funny to like – and we oh, we gosh. only have – two other houses in our on our street but so yeah. it's not like it's tons of traffic scary. but the, the guy who lives next door goes freaking fast down the road so i'm always worried if i can't find like if i can't find brooks um that he's, he's out, out the door out in the friggin' street so i totally get it when you're like three minutes have passed i can't freaking find you like where like that where panic because they just don't understand like how many I times know. i've told Brooks, like, we, you know, like, we don't go in the street, you know, there's cars and it's dangerous, like, you know, like, any type of explanation doesn't matter. It's like, he still thinks it's like, he thinks it's funny. He's like, "Ah." of course. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you guys, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please uh, send us your good mom, bad mom moments. You can also leave them on a voicemail, 844-844-MOMS. Also, you can leave questions there for us. Feel free to Also, reach out on our Instagram. Uh, You can send us personally questions or you can send them to our Mommies Tell All uh, podcast Instagram. And please subscribe and tell your friends about Mommies Tell All. That's my soap ops. All right. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week.